Hello, John. Yeah, hello, how are you? Um, I'm good, just relaxing here. Uh, coincidentally, I was uh, talking to people coming to our house about interesting and selling the, the family house that I own. Oh, wow. Good market to be in right now. <laughs> Quite a market. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, uh, affordability is the problem. Yeah, um, young families have been always wanting to buy buy the house I lived in for the past five years. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then well, it's a good topic to to talk about too because uh, the the new the new mayor new new mayor powers that the. Uh, Doug Ford has created for Ottawa and, and Toronto is yep. related mostly to get housing projects done to yeah. increase the stock of housing, but that doesn't create the the uh, the real problem is affordability and low income and yeah. affordable housing. It will increase the market, but that doesn't will guarantee that it will drop the price. I completely understand that. So it's been a difficult times uh, voting for the right leader. Yeah, very much so. Our mayor here, our new mayor here, all, all of the candidates said they would not use the new mayor powers to create housing here. Our new mayor here is uh, Mark Sutcliffe. He's a, his background is media. And he had, uh, he also, before he got involved in media, he was a small business person. See, as a person that's been moving in and out for 10 years, I don't know what to believe anymore, to be honest. And uh, good news for the people who voted in the, the nearby elections. Again, we're going to talk about the elections that have happened lately. What do you think about the results? What do I think about the results? Well, here we have, uh, I think we have a good balance, but it brings back some, some, <clears throat> Some that uh, candidates that were were uh, one-sided with the mayor all the time. So we have 13 incumbents and 11 new councillors. And we had the, and overall we had a 43.8% turnout for the, for the elections, which is the highest in Ontario, but it's still, it's still considered low. Yeah, I mean, like last year, um or maybe the year prior, NTP guy got second place out of the votes. And I'm like, that's the first time in my life I've seen NTP go that high. Yeah, yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense sometimes. Uh, we had one other issue too, is that we had over 14 candidates for mayor here in Ottawa. Right. <laughs> yeah, and... and and uh, some of the solutions, some of the cities here in Ontario had uh, had a called it was a runoff. The, the top two would run off after the first first election, and then the top two would run run again. But Doug Ford put a stop to that. So uh, in his first four year term, and uh, it, it created a. A creative vacuum of what, what happened here in Ottawa. And in the Gloucester Southgate, I ran there. There was uh, six of us, I do believe. And and 
there was a last turn, there were out of the 25,000 eligible voters in our ward, 13,000 voted. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you why I wasn't there for the last election where where we could have voted for Doug Ford or against Doug Ford. The hand I used to vote got injured. Oh wow! Yeah, I was uh, I was slamming the the backyard door and it's like a sliding glass door and my thumb got trapped in it. Isn't there other any other way you could have voted? You get somebody to assist you? Well, uh, that's the thing. Um, I'd be the only one encouraging everybody in my house to vote. Yeah. And well, some of them are elders. I get that. And uh, I'm not an, not enough youths uh, with the people I know, they won't put the effort to vote. Yeah. yeah. And that's been a thing. Yeah. The issue here too is that the voter list here hasn't been updated for, for several years. So the, you might have someone that has deceased on the voters list here on the municipal thing. And it's it's weird when you make the make a phone call to that person person's house and they say, oh, this person has passed away. And 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 that bring also that and also under the Ontario Municipal Elections Act. They have to have a voting stations in certain areas here. And, and here in Ottawa, there's uh, pockets where there should be voting stations set up. And it's clearly that they're letting voters down with access to voting within their own area. Yeah, um, I can only imagine that because um... One of my goals is to get a bunch of uh, potential youths to actually put in the the effort to vote because yeah, I believe everybody should vote and I and I get it. We're only human. We couldn't be there for that election day sometimes. But there's been people that's been not voting for the past twenty years or so. Yeah, and the fact is too that uh, I. With my with my disability, I try knocking on doors. I've been going. I went to twenty to thirty doors per day, but I had to take breaks in between. Some of them, some of them have said that they never voted in their lives and don't believe in the vote. So it's it, it's hard to say. And then I keep telling them that. So that's just what you get with if you don't if you don't vote. Um, things will be the same and change will never occur. Of course. Um, when I would vote, I always tell people this. Don't complain about the government if you have never voted. If you have never voted, you have uh, surrendered your right to free speech. Very true. And also, too, that you have rookie candidates that come on that expect people to vote for them. They, they do a nice sell job, but never made a presentation in their life at a committee or or even go to a, go to a budget a yearly budget deliberation in the municipality and expect people to vote for them. And that's the thing. 
I admire that they are at least trying. Mm -hmm. I don't mind who you vote for, just uh, find a party and support it. Yeah. Because um, not voting, not saying anything, I feel like can be worse uh, than supporting a party that your peers would be against. Yeah, well, in provincial and federal politics, it's, it's by political parties system but in municipalities it's uh it's uh, um, uh you you don't have a political party it's just you are a thinker you're supposed to take it as a thinker and no no political interference although we have we have you would be surprised the amount of emails we get as candidates saying what do you stand for this what do you stand for that what do you when you do this, and then you get endorsements that 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 tell you, well, you want to support us. We'll give you an endorsement. This is what we want. We'll give you an endorsement, and and uh, it's it, um, what happened in Ottawa the last four years. There, there was an, um, a, a group of councillors that would constantly vote on the mayor's site. So they were they were given the name called the Watson Club. Now, now there was a now this election there was a, a group of group from on the other side that were pushing it and pushing to vote what what did they create? Yeah, well they created another club, but most but mostly sticked with with the with the third. 13 incumbents three quarters of them I belong to the to the what the stand of the mayor now it's I hope everybody has an open mind when they go in to vote for the next year at council we have major issues here we have we have um, the LRT in the provincial commission on the LRT is coming forward in November that's going to be top of the plate. Um, what the recommendations of that thing? I hope it doesn't collect dust. Another thing is that the, the OC Transpo, our our bus system here in Ottawa, it has a deficit of uh, over sixty million dollars, and they were counting on money monies from the provincial and federal government to to help out the. Uh, to help out with that deficit, and so far, none of the upper levels of government has has uh, has helped. So there is going to be some major major decisions on the budget item coming up. Um, the incoming count, the incoming mayor has talked about a one one year budget freeze on raising rates for transit. Transit, um, our city doesn't even. Doesn't even, we go for our transit system right now? It doesn't even go into uh, the farthest part of our, our city. Um, like for and on the on the paratransport side, which which is for people with disabilities, there's areas where you can go for a regular fare, 25, 30 kilometers, and there's other areas where you where you travel 12 kilometers. You have to pay almost fifteen dollars plus a regular fare to get there, so yeah. so the, the uh, 
So there's going to be a lot of decisions coming down and, and the fairness that's going to happen. Um, the, the fact that um, also with the expansion, there's with the LRT system, it's all dependent on that inquiry that the results, that those results should be in. It's supposed to be out in the, in the next month. And, yeah. and, and it's, it's, it's going to be a very, very interesting report because a lot of other cities are following the same type of, uh, of a, it's called a P3, which is a public-private partnership. They, and, and basically the, the taxpayer takes all the risk, but are not given any information about it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna blame them if they're honest or or dishonest or whatever. I kind of want our people to be more aware of these parties because in the end of the day, we get to choose. That's true, and and uh, and you're counting on on people being honest with you. Um, um, like the newcomers, they can't. They promise you the world, but how much of that can you deliver? And and it's going to be hard to deliver on their promises because of what what has transpired in the last four years. And these are with, especially in the two years during COVID, we're still not out of it yet. And and it's and we can't put the. Uh, we're a long shot away from out of it yet, but it's but it's going to affect the finances, and that's how, and the people on the low end of the stick always gets 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 the the, the hit because it's, it's it's that's the way the process is, um, and and I just get frustrated when I see. Um, when I got an email from people that you, you don't deserve this and don't deserve this because uh, your financial being well being is that you're not well it's free money that you're getting from the from me the taxpayer well the the odds of of that I the odds of that happening to people is people are living longer so. They're going to be affected sooner or later with a with a uh, with a disability of some sort, and and the fact that is they're going to come looking for help, and that's some of these young people don't understand that. Yeah, uh, which is kind of why I'm a special exception. I represent the young people, but yet I go through a disability myself, so I can kind of say that I belong here both communities. So I'll tell you um, how a person like me got involved into politics. I believe it started off with school. All of us were like learning about our, our country's history, you know, how it all began, our original parties with the conservative and the liberals, and what's been happening over the 20th century and I kind of feel like a lot of us have given up or just uh, or just lost interest in it all together. Even now I'm just uh, trying my 
hardest to pick a party that I would love to support. But the but the thing is, my decision uh, radically changed over the past five years. I don't know which party I can be really loyal to. All I can say is that if you're in, I mean, if you are an oppressive candidate during that year, I will try to vote for you because I don't know. A lot of changes have been happening. What's unfair about our use is that we're not really falling through all these changes. So like eventually we just give up. Yeah. The, the fact is too that social media is so polarizing right now um, and pushes the political political each side further further apart. And the fact and what what beyond social media is the truth. Back in 2011 when 2010, I had I had my my double hip collapse. The the fact that uh, I the only tool I had was to go. I couldn't go door to door, so I had to use social media, and 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 the fact that is with um, it was this starting to become uh, an uh, an idea. Social media, especially uh, that it was uh, was all right to do your your thing there. Um, the fact that now it's become so polarized and you don't know who, who's telling the truth anymore. And it's this, and I know a lot of people have just given up on social media because of the mental health. And, and most politicians use social media because they know it will, will express their angle, whether it's the truth or not. And it, to tell half truths, which is makes people even discourage, at, at least at most anyway, and uh, it it just uh, turns people off to go and come out and vote for people. Of course, um, I kind of feel like journalistic integrity took a giant dent because in like social media, I guess anyone could be a journalist, and what I've learned is uh, I just pick people who I would vote against and never people who I would vote for. All because uh, I'm being encouraged by social media. I mean, I knew I knew everybody hit Kathleen Wynne, but um, I still need the information to uh, support why I would vote against her. I just know people who would like, vote, they would vote against her because it, it was apparently popular in social media. Yeah, that's and, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's just the it, it become a popularity contest. Um, politics has become a popularity contest, and but not nothing about policy anymore. We see it at the federal level, and uh, just we've seen it at the federal level when uh, um, Mr. Trudeau's first four five years we. We had an all-party committee that went around across the country and decided that we needed to change the voting, change the voting system. And he, and they took it upon themselves and said, after this will be the last, past the post-election, and after spending thousands of dollars traveling this country, parties of all stripes, listening to people and they want to change and of course and and 
prime minister's office said no because I had, we didn't hear from enough people. Well, that's the thing, enough people. <laughs> yeah. So, so here we are. People, the problem too is how do you get the people that are not engaged engaged into the system? And and that's the frustrating part. How come they are not engaged? Is it religious belief? Is it cynical belief? Is it um, they're tired of of uh, promises that they can't keep because the previous the previous governments <laughs> made things worse? That that sort of thing. And the, the, it's just it's just a constant merry-go-round. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're just checking our social media too much and we should read up our parties because I'll tell you this right now, I never voted for Trudeau. If anyone all over Canada hates me, I didn't vote for Trudeau and I have my reasons why. But I know about the Trudeau mania. What's your opinion about this whole Trudeau mania? Trudeau mania, that was that was his dad, his father actually, that was Trudeau mania. And uh, that was when I was really young. He uh, he he took that and and he actually divided the country because of it. And, yeah. And and that's the frustrating part about it. And uh, and now he now he's now he's just concentrating on areas where he can get the popular vote. Like um, I'm from Northwestern Ontario and I live in Ottawa, and and this is what the, the issue. The issue, like even people in Northwestern Ontario, all they're rich in minerals, rich in resources. They're tired of their money coming into Toronto and Ottawa and nothing gets sent back to, to Northwestern Ontario. And when, when there is an economic slowdown, they get hurt. Indeed. Because all the cutbacks affect them, and and this is what we have to start listening to each other. No matter how different their politics are, no matter how how they how they feel about this, it's you got to listen to each other. And some of it, some of it's hateful. Yes, some of it's hateful, but some of some of it, some of it is good sense. Some of it's not good sense at all. Yeah, it, it, it's so polarized that that in the, in the U.S., the Speaker of the of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi's husband, was attacked last night with a hammer. That's in, not right. In California, if you if you don't like the politics. Don't show up to the to the family's house. Don't resort to terrorism. Go and vote. That's what the voting system is all about. And and it's and it's just it's just mind-boggling what's going on. It does it and and there's politicians that will turn these people turn will hit the right switch to cause these issues. Yeah, that's the thing. New school of fishes, now we're in a bigger pond. Yeah, 
yeah, there's so many resources now of getting your news that you don't know where you're coming. You're coming or going. <laughs> I don't know. What would you think about the uh, journalistic integrity when it comes to promoting all these parties? I, I've, I've known that it has not been the most honest, but I kind of feel like these days it's not making a big enough impact at all. It's uh, just teaching me to make my enemies. Yeah, it's it's turning people off. Like it's it's just like um, you did just when you when you're politically engaged like I am, it's it just um, you just shake your head on both sides because it's either your way or the highway. We gotta we gotta stop doing that because that's how. It's it's becoming polarizing, especially with the social media, with with them saying it's your way or the highway, and and it's it's actually destroying democracy. Yeah, and that's the sad part because again, I was voting against Kathleen Wynne. I didn't have enough information to vote for her. I just know that voting against her was the popular choice, but I didn't want the popular choice to be dug for it at all. That's the one thing I could agree with her on. Yeah, well, did you know Catherine Wynne was in, in Toronto, was on the uh, Toronto uh, Toronto Community Housing, was on the yeah. board for Toronto Community Housing? I, I was told that uh, told that by a colleague that worked with, with her on, on the committee, and and, and uh, Rob Ford and fired, fired, fired this gentleman that was sitting on the on the Toronto housing board. So, oh man, what an amazing time that was! Yeah, so so it was so it's very interesting that you, you find out this stuff and and yeah, when I I moved to Ottawa from Northwest Ontario back, I think it was around two thousand about eight. It was about, uh, my wife keeps correcting me, it was about 18 years ago. I'm from a small wow. town and and it was like night and day for me trying to get, like, I, I'm acceptable now where where I live, but here in Ottawa, but it's uh, it opened up my eyes a little bit to see the differences, like even even the living between Toronto and Ottawa, it's it's quite a big difference. Of course. And especially economic wise and and diversity. Um, like Ottawa is our national capital. Of course. Those so, are our ports. Yeah. So it's a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, French and English more bilingual city. And the issue at, at times I have is um, my lack of my lack of français knowledge. So it's it's kind of uh, I've learned a lot on my own, and uh, it's 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 it also closes doors as well. But I I wanted I want to see more doors open. I believe uh, the new people. The like, current people, we don't have to make decisions. It's not ours to make a decision, but it's our responsibility to listen. 
yeah, it, it, that's right. It's it's uh, always have an open ear. If we're not listening, how could there ever be a change? And just bite your tongue at times <laughs> because because they're different from your different politics. So it's just it's just uh, learn to shrug it off, and that's what I. It's but the most important thing is to, to listen. And some other points, they have some good ideas. Some other points, it's 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 frustrating. Like, um, just we have to get, learn to get along. Yeah, I didn't like uh, Doug Ford's I, idea of one dollar beer won him his seat. The buck of beer, man. <laughs> Look how many cuts have been made. Yeah, yeah, I know, but but they also have now a surplus and, and that's good and, and the surplus is the but there's still now with the surplus health care is hurt people on on disability benefits they're hurting yeah a five percent increase won't help and and he knows that he ex what well, talking to the minister, she expects that the federal government's going to kick in, but they're playing they're playing the TikTok game when they're when they're going to be going to the next federal election. They just started talking about gone to committee to, for uh, it's called Bill C twenty two for like be a disability benefit top up on on top of the all of the provinces. They have no written uh, what's going to be in that bill yet, and they're already gone to second reading uh, after second reading the committee level, and they don't know what they're going what's going to be in that bill, because the problem is every social every social services program is a provincial program, and each one is different than the other province, so you're going to have to end. So you're going to have this multi-page thing that even even the uh, about uh, stuff like here in Ontario, the clawback. I work I work part time. I have I am allowed to make an extra two hundred dollars a month. And but the clawback. How are they going to define a clawback? Are you going to Able to keep the extra two hundred now, uh, keep the extra money. Um, they did definitely did not in the SERP after they said they would, and and a lot of people, a lot of people got hurt over that. They were told to, told to claim the SERP, and a lot of people got got hurt because the money was taken off against their Ontario disability benefit. So it it is. It's kind of like a, a wait and see, but I think they're just way they're stringing a pulling the string along, and and uh, time is running out for the federal government on on the uh, on this on their length of how long they're in government for because they have definitely have an agreement with another political party. But that could plug could be pulled at any time, and 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 they're ready to they're ready to fall, and it's 
and there are people hurting out there. Like our topic last 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 week is that we have is the the uh, housing aspect of that of, is very low in Ontario, and elsewhere it's very low, and it hasn't caught up with inflation. Yeah, and this is sad too. I might have a really hard to swallow pill for anyone here in Canada. We need to look after our municipals. We need to look after our provinces. We should stop waiting for the day. Trudeau is like, okay, I'm gonna, I did, I decide to fix the whole country because I feel like it. No, um, I, I know that Canada is filled with all of our provinces. Ontario needs to get things together. Quebec needs to get things together. All I heard uh, on real estate news, they're just influencing me to move to Edmonton because it's much cheaper there. Yeah, it's, and it's, uh, the problem is, is how much, how much tax people are willing to pay to keep their health care. How much are they, how much tax are they willing to pay to keep the streets plowed? How much are the taxes are they going to pay want to get their garbage can emptied? Um, it's, and then how, how much, are they, how much are they willing to pay for insurance on environment? environment issues the the fact that is you have to assist especially on the environment it it's slowly had they have to have some kind of system to assist to convince people to to get more environmental friendly and some people don't like that idea but um it's making things unaffordable if it's done properly it will be affordable, but they find ways, find loopholes to create more problems. <laughs> yeah, again with Kathleen, I I wasn't with her for that election, but but with the things that Doug Ford was promising, everybody knew that he was going to make cuts, but they all voted for that $1 beer. Even Kathleen was like, this was a bad idea. Yeah. And I, and I, Still think that it is, and I and I feel like um, Ontario is going on a dangerous path. Same with our other provinces. I mean, I can only begin to talk about what Quebec is going through, and that's why I kind of stopped being NDP supporter. I remember the other year they were they were bringing ideas on how to separate Quebec again. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm mostly, I'm one of the mostly ones that, that are green, um, green initiatives, um, green, green thinking. We bring all elements of all the political parties into the mix. What will work and what won't work, and and people have a hard time accepting that. But then again, I do look at the party if you speak up and if the fans i mean if your supporters are interpreting in a different way i believe the parties are are doing something wrong because us as people we can't depend on them and it kind of feels like these days we can't depend on them we have to depend on ourselves our people the local news 
yeah, it's our independence on ourselves. And that's, that's the problem is too, is how far, how far do you want, you want this cut? When it's cut, it, when it, like I said, um, when I was running in the minute, running the election this past year, uh, we have a lot of green space. And I'm from Northern Ontario. Right. And I miss our green space. I miss the green space where back home. And, and like I said to people, once it's gone, it's gone. You can't bring it back. I and, was a supporter of the windmill projects. Yeah. And, and, and no, the, like the, uh, like we have most of the properties around here in South Ottawa are, are owned by the National Capital Commission. They have dog trails, they have walking trails. Um, one property is on the airport. The trees have grown in so, so much that it's created its own, own park. <laughs> and people have made, have been using it as, has created their own trails system in there. There's all, there is, there's creek beds in there and everything else. And right on the airport property and, and, uh, and there's a 21,000, uh, signature petition to stop stop any development on the airport property and it, and it's uh, and that's the sort of thing that it's not being listened to and it's going to come to a head sooner or later and and we have to have cooperation from the federal government and the municipal government on finding a way how we can keep keep this park what it's supposed to be. They want to, they, the, the opportunity of the federal government want to open, start opening it up. And also the fact that they're going to use the, the, all these land sales eventually, they haven't said it yet, but it's, you see the writing on the wall is that um, they're starting to make long-term plans for all this green space. So if the long-term plan for the green space is is for development. It's it it will be put that's to pay off the deficits, and and unfortunately, once the green space is gone, like I said, it's gone for good. This is a path that we can't go back on, and it just makes me think on the twenty first century. How did our provinces ended up like so? Yeah, it's uh, like like uh, like this is this is the federal land, but it's 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 slowly happened across, even across in uh, in uh, just west of Toronto, the four thirteen highway. They want to build a highway in in, in very high quality farmland, and it's it's uh, it's mind boggling because we're slowly losing all this farmland development yeah and if all of canada is listening again we need to support our municipals i kind of feel like um our solutions start from there if we can help our own provinces maybe canada would listen to us more yeah because the federal federal the downloading of the federal 
federal government to the provincial government keeps getting cut back. And then the provincial government keeps cutting back to the municipalities. And the way the municipal act here is in Ontario is that the, the municipals, municipal governments don't have uh, very much choices on raising funds for, for public services. I believe every province is special in their own way. I believe what makes us special is that we have a, a unique, uh, I mean, connection with the English speaking world. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the part of confederation. We're vast, <laughs> we're vast from one end of the country to the other end of the country. So it's, uh, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's a great country, but there's a lot of, a lot of a lot of debate yeah so for us as ontarians if all canada is listening just know that i am here for ontario i do love this country but again we need to help our own provinces before we help out the entire nation yeah it's just and that's that's the thing it's it's alienating alienating areas of Ontario as well. So, but where do you const, where do governments concentrate the, their, all their funding? Either Ontario or all the provinces is the heavy populated areas where, where votes count. And then others, the smaller areas get left out. I believe the change starts from there. Yeah. And it's, it, and we have to, like they said, they try to treat people equally, but it's, but, but a lot of money goes into where that, where the voter rich Ontario is, <laughs> which, yeah. is Toronto, which is Toronto and Ottawa <laughs> and Hamilton Corridor. <laughs> Again, I remember the day Doug Ford got elected. That was the day that, that we were called America Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he's not a typical conservative. He, he kind of has, believes in other, other stuff, but it's, uh, he's a, quite a character. <laughs> like, he is. Um, I love the Fords. When, when, when they, I like that when they showed it, Jimmy Kimball show in Hollywood, when they were when he was uh, when they were running for mayor and and, and counselor, Doug and <laughs> his Man. brother Rob, yeah, yeah. But it's we had in Thunder Bay they had a character. Uh, his last name was uh, Mayor Lask and and Mayor Walter Assop. I mean, and uh, he was quite a character. He would uh, tell tell other councils off you're not going to do that and used four letter words right at the council meeting <laughs> i believe i believe that if you're crazy take advantage of that you are thinking things people wouldn't even dare to speak yeah it's uh he's, he was one in a, one a character in a, to, to watch i was i was i was at one of his i was what at what a council meeting after after his final, final, uh, after he was mayor, I had a project on on uh, on administrative politics, 
in Thunder Bay at, at the college there. And one of our project was to attend council meetings and talk to counselors. And uh, and he, uh, one of them said, uh, you should have been here a couple of years ago. I, I said, yeah, I remember I watched it on TV. <laughs> but yeah. it added, I, added a different tone of, uh, of he doesn't pull, doesn't pull a, a, believe in any bull. He just tells it the way it is. Yeah, I remember taking Uber ride, taxi rides, and I would talk to the cabbers. They, uh, a lot of them would have a big opinion on Rob Ford. Either it was bad or like either it was a good, it's like uh, they were a really good uh, fan of him. There were no medium, I mean, there were no, I mean, I'm sorry, there was no medium on Rob Ford. Doug was, Doug, I don't know, but Rob was good, got along with everybody. And although his politics was different, but he got along with people and that's what made him, made him a good politician. Of and, course. and they returned every call or returned every email. So they made sure of that. I think that was a special part. Yeah, that was a special part. No matter if you believed in him or not, he, they were there and returned the call and yeah. or returned the email and said, this is what I believe in. And that's what made him, made him win elections. I guess that's what made people vote in the first place. Yeah, it's just the, uh, how, they, how they handled the situation. And when we get, when we get to municipal politics, the 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 new new thing that they brought in was the mayor powers. It's gonna it's it's, it's gonna see what it does. Uh, open does it open up new new uh, opportunities to create prob more problems? <laughs> new opportunities to create more problems. <laughs> That's a good phrase. I'll tell you one thing for sure. We need a change. Yeah. A change in some way, just we're in a community where, where people have just given up. And th and those who have not given up, thank you. You're the last jet of light for us. Yeah. And and that's the that's the thing. How do we get how do we get the voter votes back up? How do we get people engaged? How do we get how do we satisfy everybody? Well, I learned the fact that you can't satisfy everybody, but but you try your best to satisfy them. I believe in this. Based off our last episode, our people should not choose to vote or eat. Yeah. yeah. They they should vote when they have a full tummy. Yeah, that's that's true. Very true. So we need to shed some light to our people i mean some of these people are, are are going through housing crisis and they're just wondering to like leave the country or move to another province nobody has the time to let vote anymore no that's right it's um they're constant on the go because of affordability like how many people have two part two or three part-time jobs just just to keep things going under one roof and then and that's that's another frustrating thing is yeah. how far do you 
how far do you want your your life to be? I think our special relationship in that aspect has been, I guess, uh, damaged a little bit. Like, I mean, why should should me? Why should the people of Toronto trust anyone? Look at what's been happening in Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. I mean, you remember the man hunt that was in British Columbia, right? Again, the manhunt. Yeah, that's it's it. It, it's the what it, again it comes to social media and what is true and what's not true and telling part truths doesn't help a soldier was shot in the courts of Ontario mm -hmm. yeah that's unacceptable I guess I guess that's why we started giving up I mean I remember seeing that news live feed about that person running all over the city and just uh, had an open uh, fire at that soldier. It's unright, especially in the in the House of Municipals. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, House of Commons. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, Mr. Quirrell, his anniversary, what the anniversary of the shooting was this, uh, just last week. And, uh, and it's, it's, it was a painful time around the around the downtown Ottawa. It uh, it was uh, had everybody scared. Brought in a lot of police. I remember police coming in from all over the place because they didn't they didn't know if they had one shooter or a bunch of shooters. So they had the the biggest mall downtown evacuated because because they thought there was another shooter in there and and it's and it is the the aspect he was standing on guard for thee and it's and it was this it was sad it was a sad day to see that okay. i guess that traumatized the people a bit i mean how could you be a soldier and you're and you're murdered in like Ottawa, out of all places in Canada, where the courts are listening to you and you and you fought for your country and yet you get shot by like some extremists? Yeah, it, it it's just it's just how frustrating the world can be. It's not an easy place. Some of them, some of them assort to really bad bad things because of what is being constantly told to them and it's and the fact that it is being especially in social media now is being pumped out 24 hours a day the news cycle is now 24 hours a day constantly being bombarded with news after news after news and repeated over and over again idea some of it's truth and some of it's half truth and some of it's not even true and it affects people's minds of course now now imagine if flq was in the time of social media as it is now oh it would have been uh would have been an it would have been a lot dangerous a lot more yeah. dangerous and a lot more fear out there and that's the thing, us as a people should not be afraid of our own 
nation. We're so, we should be embracing it. That's true. Very true. We just celebrated uh, reconciliation a few weeks back. And, and that's in the, a point that also to bring up. It's, it, there was a, there is a negotiated agreement between the government and our community and, and communities out there. And that's, and the governments are keep poking at these agreements. And at the same time, they were trying to get rid of their culture. And, and that, that was, was the hard, hard part. And, and it finally, they finally realized it's affecting, affecting their livelihoods now. And in that way, I'm afraid to say that history is kind of repeating itself. And we can't afford for that type of history to be repeating itself. No, we can't. And no, we can't. And it's, and I feel sorry it is, but it's, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of healing out there. Yeah. And that's my next question, too. When does the healing begin? I really hope that it begins soon where like one day we can start trusting each other as, as people, as provinces, one day as an entire nation. We need to be closer with each other because again, municipal elections, it begins as that. It begins by helping out your own town, your own region. And, and one thing is that we're all equal. Of course, and we're all equal. And that's some some people don't accept that, and that's and that that that's a dividing point right there. We we have every right to debate, but at the end of the day, we have to trust each other as well. If yeah. I don't agree with you, I have every right to express that, and you have every right to listen to why I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. Very true. And it's, and I, and I, sometimes I just get turned off, but it's, it's not, a, it's, you can't turn yourself off, but it, you, you gotta listen to it, swallow, swallow it, and, and understand their point of view, as well as your point of view. Yeah. Thank you, John, for this giant topic. I just want to say this to anyone who's listening. The elections happened. Whether you vote or not, I will say this. We need to start listening to each other one way or another. It's not like we can just hide in our in our one day uh, home that we lost and we just uh, think that change will happen if we don't do anything at all. Because I'll tell you right now. Canada will not change. It's actually getting worse if we keep going at this rate. So please, all of Canada, listen. Be there for your own province. We will help out Ontario, but please help out your own other parts of Canada as well.